You are listening to Visionaries and Leaders. Each week, we give you an insider's look into the minds of the greats. Learn what makes them tick and how they tackle the biggest challenges that brought them to the top. Here is your host, Richard Lorenzen. Today, we have on the show Robbie Berthum. Robbie is the co-founder and CEO of Bull and Beard. Uh, a B2B matchmaking company specializing in marketing and technology services. He's also the co-founder and CEO of Millennial Entrepreneur and the author of the upcoming book, Millennial Entrepreneur. Uh, Robbie's a lifetime serial entrepreneur. He started his first agency when he was just 14 years old, and he hasn't looked back since. He's coming on the show today to share his insights for agency founders, for millennial entrepreneurs, and for aspiring business owners who are looking to scale their company and, and take their business to the next level. Robbie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Richard. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, Robbie, I, I know you uh, you got your start in entrepreneurship when you were pretty young, like I did. And um, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about you know where you got your start and, and what you were doing. Yeah, sure. I mean, I like to think that uh, I got my start, my real start, uh, probably raking leaves and feeding fish and <laughs> doing some manual labor, uh, you know, really around the age of 12. Um, as long as I can remember, even as a kid, I had a, had a cash register and, uh, you know, used to play store all the time, uh, you know, probably five, six years old. So I was always entrepreneurial, having lemonade stands, trying to hustle, trying to make money. Um, when I was 12, that's when I got into, all right, let's do some landscaping and let's rake leaves and, and make money that way. I, I pretty soon realized that uh, manual labor wasn't my thing as much and I'd rather, uh, you know, be sitting behind a computer. So um, really what attracted me to uh, web design and development, I mean, that's really where I got my start at 14 was uh, my dad was a software developer and uh, and still is. And so I was exposed to uh, certainly technology and uh, and the web, uh, even at a you know very young age, kind of seeing everything happen. And, and so the opportunity that, uh, that I grabbed at that point was uh, we lived in an area where uh, probably the I think the closest you know target or you know reasonably sized grocery store was a half an hour away and and a lot of people were putting their houses up for sale and there weren't a lot of uh, companies out there you know really building websites or helping them market their houses and so that's how I got my start I, I was doing a lot of for sale by owner properties and then uh, working with some real estate agents and then quickly segued into uh, helping small businesses with website design, web development, digital marketing, search engine work, hosting, you know, kind of the whole gamut. And, uh, and it really grew from there. Got it. How old were you at that point? So I was 14 when I started. Uh, Epsilon Concepts was the original name of the company. I, I later rebranded it to Ecliptix uh, in 2007 because Epsilon, uh, the large marketing company, didn't like my name, <laughs> my original name. Um but yeah, so it was in 2000, and I was 14 when I uh, got it got it started. I graduated high school uh, at 16, and you know, really just wanted to focus on my business. So I spent probably I don't know about a year or so between high school and starting uh, college, and uh, going down that path, just focusing on the business. And by the time I was in college, I was carrying maybe 40, 50 projects at a time. So I was I was a busy guy. Never really got to to party at college so much or, or really do a whole lot. But, um, but yeah. Was there a moment, maybe, maybe it was during high school even for you when you realized that this would be something that was going to be like your business, you know, this, this could be like something big that would become your career uh, for, you know, a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, really from the beginning, uh, instead of there was some work that I did, you know, more on a case by case basis. So let me help, you know, maybe build a website or let me help, um, you know, with this particular project. But you know, I never really started um, kind of with a, a freelancer mindset or I started wanting to build a company. And so even at 14, I mean, the first website that uh, that I really, you know, developed out was my own. And um, and especially, you know, when I was ready to to go after some of the, you know, the small businesses really initially. And so coming up with the brand, coming up with the website um, and going out there, I remember my first, uh, my first client on the small business side was a mortgage company. And, you know, he said, Hey, well, you know, you don't have a portfolio. Uh, there's no proof, you know, you're 14 years old. Like, how can I take you seriously kind of thing? And, and I just looked at him and said, I know, I mean, you are my portfolio. I'm going to give you, you know, that much precedence and, and, you know, start to build a company off of this. So I think, I mean, the aha moment probably happened when I got maybe the first one or two checks. <laughs> I said, <laughs> wow, you know, there's money in this. Um, and, you know, I think for me there, there's freedom and stability in it as well. You know, it's very important to, uh, have a platform and have a company so that, you know, it's not just about money. It's really so that I could have more freedom, control, the ability to, you know, pursue college, the ability to, you know, drive a car that I want to drive. I mean, all that good stuff. And so at a young age, I, I, I kind of realized, wow, money is a powerful tool when it comes to giving you the ability to make decisions and make choices that um, a lot of other people maybe can't make, like go on a, tri you know, go on a trip or take a course or whatever it might be. So... So you and I, we actually both started around the same age, which is interesting. It's not often I get to talk to people with the same background. So you were starting your agency. You're, you're 14 years old. You're going out. You're trying to get clients. One of the questions I always get about my own background is like, is how did you do that? You know, at 14 years old, how do you get clients? Um, yeah. So for you, you know, how how were you going out and, and getting your clients at, at, at such a young age? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it is funny, and and you know, I look back and. I don't know. I wonder if I would take myself seriously or, or work with myself at that age, because uh, I don't work with a lot of uh, you know really teenagers or especially fourteen year olds, uh, kind of on a day to day. Uh, yeah, I think for me the the biggest thing was you know I was never I don't know I, I don't think that I was the best web designer or designer or coder developer. I mean, there's a lot of things that I was able to do, but. Really, I think the things that I, I was best able to do was was communicate and uh, and sell ultimately uh, and build relationships and get people to to trust and and the fact that you know I was serious about doing a good job for them and so I had some things going for me, you know I mean to be fair in 2000 you know the internet was there was a dot com you know bubble obviously but there was a lot of businesses and, and people that wanted their own websites and it was kind of the, the wild, wild west. You know, there were a lot of options out there. And one thing that I think worked to my advantage is that, um, because I was young, there was a perception that, you know, Hey, you, you've, you've grown up on this. You've, you've lived and breathed, you know, this world. And I embraced that as well. And, and that's something that, you know, I would sort of carry with me when it came to, to pitching myself. But really, you know, my focus at that point when I was younger was, put in the work and, uh, and do good work. And, you know, I, I knew that it would snowball. Um, and I felt like age was always one of those things where, yeah, I might walk into a room or, or maybe there's a, a large mahogany table of, you know, four or five older gray haired or white haired decision makers that are giving me, you know, a weird look when I walk in. 
Um, but I, I kind of embraced it. You know, I kind of took it as a challenge. And, uh, you know, once I started talking or explaining it, if I was speaking from the heart and, and from the head, obviously, from a capabilities perspective, people didn't care how old I was. You know, once I was able to demonstrate the results that I could bring and, you know, the kind of person that I was when it came to, you know, working on their account, um, it wasn't, I don't think it was ever an issue. I, I think the issue is really guarding myself against, um, maybe people that wanted to try to take advantage of me, um, around whether it's, you know, Hey, do this for an equity stake or, you know, do this for a portfolio. I mean that I, I learned my way around that pretty quickly. Um, as far as, you know, people trying to take advantage of your time or do this for free because you're young and, I had to definitely um, get very thick skin and get very sort of comfortable with saying no uh, at a young age and being very confident that, you know, hey, this no, you know, might cause some sort of impact now, but I'll be much better off for it later on. And now with now that entrepreneurship has become so cool and you, there's so many people who want to become entrepreneurs and we're seeing a lot of people in their early 20s who are starting agencies. It's become like one of the hottest businesses to start now, it seems yep. like, uh, for people who are under 25 or even people who are still in school. What do you think is the number one reason uh, that people would fail in the agency space? I mean, I think uh, in the agency space, you know, the biggest thing for me, I probably, I don't know, we've worked with hundreds of ad agencies and other types as well, digital shops and PR agencies and so on over, over the past four years really specifically in our agency matchmaking model. And that's given us a ton of perspective there. And so seeing a lot of entrepreneurs, younger entrepreneurs uh, push in the agency space or you know, begin to build something, you know, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think one of the reasons uh, people fail is because it's a, it's a very cluttered environment. I mean, there is a lot of competition and not enough, especially agencies, understand uh, the power of a brand, understand the power of, of credibility, real true credibility, and, and also understand how to position themselves um, in a very crowded you know, space. I, I think it's surprising, to, it it's really does surprise me uh, how many agencies struggle with new business and struggle with positioning themselves. So they can go and position other companies and they can you know, help uh, create a marketing campaign or you know, maybe a strategy that generates some B2B opportunities. But when it comes to their own business, they're, you know, they're a bit lost. They don't always have a sense of what is our special sauce? Why are we different? You know, what are we beyond, you know, more of a, a glorified sort of freelance collective or creative collective kind of thing? Um, I, I think agencies that, uh, you know, and, and entrepreneurs in that space that really take the time to think about, hey, how are we going to be different, or, or what's our special sauce, what's our process, what's our uh, our vertical market that we're going to own, or you know, I, I don't know. I mean, those sorts of approaches I think really make a big difference as far as whether you win or not. If you just try to be another Me Too agency, um, it's a lot of Me Too proposals and Me Too sales calls, and it, it just changes the game unless you really come up with something that is different in the marketplace. What resources would you recommend if you, you have somebody young who wants to start an agency or, or you have an, an agency that's struggling to generate business or, or really define themselves? What resources do you recommend for you know, learning how to, how to scale, uh, how to build systems around your business? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I mean, that's one of the advantages of, of doing things now, right, is, is there's, there's so many resources out there. Um, when I started... Uh, 17 years ago, I mean, it was 
for me, it was Google, honestly. I mean, <laughs> everything that I didn't know how to do, I just, I Googled it. I figured it out and, and I would even sell things that um, I didn't necessarily know how to fulfill. Um, but I felt like, okay, well, I don't always recommend that approach, but you know, oftentimes I'm being paid for it. I'm going to figure it out. I have a, a confidence level that I can figure it out. And there's Google. So, you know, there's so many different resources out there. I think nowadays, you know, the, the challenge is, is probably a bit different in that there's more information. There's, there's more uh, guides and checklists. And, and, you know, when it comes to things like uh, starting an agency or starting a company or growth hacking, I mean, there's so many different things that you can listen to and read and watch that it's, it's, I think you need to be more selective and more careful. And so, you know, for those that are starting out in this industry, I would say, I mean, find a few people, you know, one, two, three, not that many, but you know, hopefully not one person, find a few people that, that you respect in the industry, follow them and, and also see, see what they're reading, see what they're listening to, um, see the kind of information that they're consuming. And, and that can be really helpful to, you know, not only get to the information you need, but get to the right information because that's really the biggest challenge we have as entrepreneurs is is time is finite. You know, there's just only so much time. And so if I'm looking for resources, generally speaking, um, nowadays, you know, I'm going to lean in more to people that I respect or follow or friends and, and either try to figure out, you know, what they're consuming um, or uh, straight up, just ask them, <laughs> you know, that's another way or just read their stuff. I mean, guys like you have personal brands and, you know, uh, some thought leadership and write articles that, uh, you know, are all very helpful. So I think it changes. Uh, one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older and gotten more involved in organizations like, uh, you know, like YECs or EOs or founders org. I mean, there's lots of entrepreneur organizations out there that has really come in handy because I've been able to kind of shortcut finding the right resources. Whereas I think in the beginning, when you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, you have to kind of choose your own adventure. And so I'd say spend your time, you know, choosing people, finding people to build relationships with, they'll help you find everything else. They'll help you find the other resources and so on. I agree. A little bit of a different question now. What do you think are the biggest challenges facing your industry right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, I mean, one of the biggest challenges facing the industry is really just everybody, it, it feels like everybody, um, not everybody, but it feels like a lot of agency principals, you know, are still struggling with figuring out who they are. And especially in a world where, you know, you have, you had essentially ad agencies in, in you know, past years trying to become digital agencies. And then you have, Consulting companies like Accenture trying to become, you know, more agency-like or build in that element of service, and agencies build in consulting aspects to their service offering. And so, I don't know. There's there's still a lot of disruption, if you want to call it that. Um, confusion sometimes. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, that are trying different uh, different approaches in the agency world. And, you know, I think that that right now is, you know, probably the biggest struggle is as an agency, you know, how, who are you? How are you different? If there are literally tens of thousands of agencies, um, it, it can be a challenge to, you know, really just separate yourself in that kind of sea of sameness. And so you have a lot of different approaches being taken, but 
um, a lot of it is is making bets. Uh, so you have agencies that have a, a, a lot of growth, maybe one year, two years, and and then they contract and then they don't grow and they have existential questions again of who are we? What's our? How are we going to differentiate ourselves? How are we going to solve this problem? Then they might sign a client or two and feel good for a couple of years and then it's back to what kind of agency are we? Are we digital? Are we a consulting shop? Are we a brand identity company? Um, I think the agencies that are doing well um, have have really focused on their their business model, not just the services that they offer or they're capable of doing, and, and have really focused on building something unique, building some sort of IP even in a service space. What's one characteristic that you think separates the founders from the ones who make it and the ones who don't or the ones who struggle? That's a good question. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's sort of any one thing. I mean, I think a lot, you know, we hear hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, I think that that work ethic has a lot to do with, uh, with success. Um, on the other, at the other hand, uh, you know, you can work, you, there's a lot of examples where you could say, all right, well, I can work 18 hours a day or, or all day and never sleep and, and never be successful from a business perspective. So it's a lot bigger than work. I think, you know, it's a lot of it is, um, I don't know. It's it's resilience and a sense of positivity, um, and those are kind of two things, but they go together, I guess, for me. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you can be resilient. In other words, you're not afraid of somebody saying no to you, or you're not afraid of taking a, a chance or making an investment. I mean, to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to, you know, get in there and, and make some calls and just execute. Um, so resilience really comes in handy because. Also, being an entrepreneur can be lonely, and you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself and in your vision and the ability to day in and day out, you know, maybe you're not, you know, sort of hitting the target, but you're continuing to throw the, the javelin a little bit further towards that target and, and confidently knowing that you are making a difference. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they work really hard and they, they put in um, some amazing work, but they're, they're never happy because they're always just worried and anxious and thinking, am I doing enough? And you're, you're never going to do like everything that you can do. So the big thing is just do the best you can and, uh, and be resilient when you lose or when you have things that you go through and really just be positive. I mean, I think that you have to be optimistic, uh, when you don't have control. Um, it, it's hard as an entrepreneur because unlike being an employee or, or a trust fund baby, you know, uh, you don't always have that sense of control. And so you have to be uh, not necessarily happy, but but okay with and comfortable with living in the tension and living in a place where maybe you don't know exactly what's going to happen at any given moment, but you're, you're, you feel good about it. What book has inspired you most as an entrepreneur? I think the book that, you know, has inspired me the most has, it's probably been, you know, different sort of phases uh, in my life, I think, you know, Purple Cow was, uh, and Seth Godin, you know, definitely was a, a big fan of Seth Godin early on, uh, in my you know career when I first started, um, Purple Cow just, I don't know, opening my eyes to, you know, this idea of being remarkable and, and, you know, doing things worth talking about and, and how that plays into sort of my vision. Um, and I think the other, uh, the other book that has been a, you know, a, a huge source of inspiration day in and day out, you know, personally and, you know, from an entrepreneurship perspective has been the Bible and, and specifically, you know, really the, the gospels. And, and I say that because, uh, Jesus Christ, I look to in terms of 
servant leadership and you know why why did people follow him why do people follow him what kind of how did he tell stories you know what did he do and that's you know for me very inspirational to kind of ground myself in that not to not to sound you know preachy or all religious or anything but Jesus Christ was a was a pretty uh, I mean, he led a pretty remarkable life. And I think as entrepreneurs and especially as leaders, we can learn a lot as far as, you know, his style and his stories and, and the action behind his words, you know, healing people, uh, taking care of people, um, and having empathy. I, I think that that, uh, that's really what inspires me ultimately is, you know, all of this stuff is, is, uh, is fleeting and, you know, the material stuff is fleeting, but friends, family, people, um, that's really what matters, and and that's that's what I that's what I want to be about. That's who I want to serve. I don't want to get too caught up in, you know, how can I use this strategy to achieve this level of success, and maybe you know get slightly higher on the happiness brom. And nah, that's that's gets a little too. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. That's not my style. So. So with that said, what advice would you give? Normally we say what what advice would you give your twenty year old self, but you'd started at fourteen. So what what advice would you give your fourteen year old self? If you were starting out again, you know, for, <laughs> I'd probably say calm down and, and take your time a little bit. Uh, smell the roses. Uh, no, I mean, I think that I had a lot of uh, a lot of success, and a, there was a lot of sort of I don't know win behind the sales between the ages of twenty and and or, or sorry between the ages really of like fourteen and, and twenty four that first decade, and I did go through. A lot of suffering, though, as, as, as well, and that probably was more like ages 23, 25, um, kind of in that gap is when I had my midlife crisis, right? <laughs> so, so if I could go back and, and tell my 14-year-old something, um, it would be, you know, slow down when it comes to decision-making. Um, choose your, your partners wisely. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I made mistakes um, later on in the path purely because I wanted a business partner because I wanted somebody to like share in the battles with me and to, you know, be able to talk with and be able to, um, I don't know, have that, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lonely battle, you know, when you're building a team and everything. So there was a lot of areas in my life where I felt like I moved too quickly. And so I, I would tell myself, slow down a little bit and, uh, and be careful. Don't, don't create a life. Don't build a prison. I mean, I spent the first five years just hustling, hustling, hustling. And then I woke up and I was like 19 years old, working all the time, completely miserable. And I realized like, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. I mean, I've literally created a business relying on me instead of um, creating something that, you know, maybe doesn't need me as much and, and maybe gives me time and, you know, time to do things instead of just money, but no time to you know, spend the money on that kind of thing. Sure. That's, that's really good advice. I think this has been a great interview for not only just founders in general, but agency founders. There's so much information here that, that they can learn from. Robbie, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate you having me. And, and definitely, if uh, if there are any other millennial entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, 14-year-old Gen Z entrepreneurs that uh, that need help, I mean, always here uh, you know, to, to offer that, uh, advice, you know, whether it's uh, good or bad, you know, <laughs> I'll put in the disclaimer, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun, you know, journey, certainly being an entrepreneur and kind of navigating the territories. And even though we're a bit older now, uh, you and I, you know, having those young starts, there's, there's always challenges every step of the way. So, uh, anytime we can give back to, uh, to those that are getting started or younger and need that boost of confidence, uh, it's definitely a great opportunity. So appreciate you giving me that. What's the best place for people to find you? Um, I would say 
Facebook is certainly uh, where I spend most of my time. So uh, facebook.com slash uh, Berthoom or, or slash Robbie Berthoom is a, is a great way. But, uh, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, anywhere is, is fine. <laughs> I'll get your notification and, uh, and reach out, certainly.